The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to TV Advertising Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to take a long look at one of the largest and most powerful mediums of marketing, television advertising. Each day this week, we're going to publish an episode that discusses what you need to know about the technology and strategies behind maximizing the impact of your TV ad campaigns. With us today is Ronald Pruitt Jr., who is the managing partner at the Boston Associates, which is a consulting firm that advises equity firms and enterprises on how they can rapidly reshape and reposition existing businesses to realize their full potential. Outside of his role at the Boston Associates, Ronald has also held multiple executive and advisory positions at a wide variety of TV advertising-related companies, including being the CEO of As Seen on TV, Inc., and a chief advisor to the Al Roker Entertainment Company. So far this week, we've discussed the trends in the TV advertising industry, and today we're going to talk about Ronald's tips for developing an effective TV ad campaign. Here's the second installment of Advertising Week with Ronald Pruitt Jr. from the Boston Associates. Ronald, welcome back to TV Advertising Week on the MarTech Podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here again. Great to have you back. Yesterday, we talked about the general landscape for television, how it's a channel that has broad reach, can be used for mass advertising, but also has some advanced targeting abilities, and the tracking is becoming more effective, and it's being continually blended in with digital marketing channels with the rise of OTT and some other technologies. For those of us who have never run a TV advertising campaigns, I want to walk through some of the milestones that you need to think about to not only create your media, but get it flighted, get it targeted and evaluate it. Walk me through some of the steps that go that you go through when you're running a television advertising campaign. That's a big question. And I think a lot of people get really nervous around television or another area where I've spent a lot of time home shopping because it still has this magical quality about it. And because a lot of folks have never had any experience in front of the camera or behind the camera, they don't even know really what to do. So when we look at, say, specific products or companies, we'll just take a step back. Say, look, are these folks trying to just sell an inexpensive, say, as seen on TV type of product driving to retail? Or are they trying to really build a new category? And I'm a big believer that if you build a category 
that you can own and dominate, then you can also build a successful brand. And I know a lot of other marketers think similarly. And that's where I think television can be extremely helpful. With that in mind, you start down the path of what are we trying to achieve overall? Who's the target segment? And then how do I actually get going with television? And television is a little bit unique. You can actually buy ads in different size formats. So today you could get something like a six-second commercial, a 15-second, a 30, a 60-second, and a 120. Infomercials tend to go longer. They're called shows, and they might be 30 minutes in length or even up to an hour. If your product is complex, you'll need more time. If it's new or you're trying to build a new category, you'll also need more time. So that means you won't start with a short commercial. You'll probably start with a 120, which is a two-minute commercial to just explain who you are, maybe as a new category, a new brand, and then what you're trying to achieve. I highly recommend if you're going onto television that you work with experienced folks to help you storyboard, outline and then actually film and edit. Of course, there's a whole process here like there would be in music in the target process. So the creative part is incredibly worth spending as much time on as possible because particularly, say, in the direct response world, there are certain formulas and metrics that have over time proven to be very effective. So you want to learn those as much as possible, therefore working with folks who have experience creating these types of commercials. And there's a whole ecosystem that develops, say, direct response ads versus traditional brand ads, and they've been doing it for decades. So really, the first stage is about strategy and media production. And just like any other ad campaign, you have to understand what you're trying to accomplish. If you're a brand that's trying to build a market, that impacts how long your creative is going to be. If you have consistently done television advertising and you're just trying to build repetition and impression level, you can create shorter pieces of media. In terms of the media production side, you mentioned that you should get people that are professionals to be able to help you. That sounds really expensive. Talk to me about what the cost of creating a television ad should be and where do you go to find people that are qualified and competent to be able to help you produce your media? Very good points. I want to just mention one more thing, and that is very often companies are moving from, say, digital to television. The main difference with TV or even radio is that you're dealing with time. So you're buying time. You're not just buying reach or frequency. You have to be able to sell something within a very set time period. So it's time versus pixels, as I say, because I've spent many years building web companies as well. And the way you approach what you might put on the site, which is usually more static, is very different than television, which is why I think you need expertise. There are numerous agencies spread around the country, you know, California and Philadelphia, New York and Florida, which they all have expertise in direct response or what is called branded response. So I'm really zeroing in on just traditional advertising more towards branded response. You can get a short 60 to 120 done anywhere from five to 10, probably more likely up to $25,000 for what is a basic test ad. And you can certainly spend more, but for a maximum, say, of $50,000, you should be able to get a very good creative output, probably a 60 and a 120 that would get you on the air in direct response TV without any problem. So you're looking at five figures, 10 to 50 grand to produce uh, media that would be considered professional and that can be used for direct response. 
And even cheaper, if you're a smaller business and you're just buying very localized TV, it might be uh, an auto dealership, you can probably get a commercial done for cheaper than that. Or there are certain companies that have formatted ads, say, for auto dealers, and they'll just plug you in. But while that's a big market, one oddity of television is it's very often less expensive to broadcast nationally than be extremely geo-targeted in your regional television buys. Counterintuitive. You know, that actually isn't as surprising to me as the overall cost. It makes sense to me that when you're broadly targeting, it goes to the same thing when you're looking at digital marketing. When I'm trying to reach somebody with multiple targeting criterias, marketers in the United States with 10 years of experience, that's three different things that I'm targeting against. That becomes more expensive as opposed to just marketers. What sticks out to me is the cost being a floor of, let's say, five to 10 grand, five if you're cutting corners, 10 if you're sort of the borderline of professional media. That is probably an order of magnitude different than what it costs to run a video campaign for YouTube or some of these other channels. You can create the actual media for dramatically less when you're working with digital channels. Yeah, there's a lot of truth in that. Obviously, social media opens up a lot of opportunities. But I would also argue that, again, it's very time sequence, right? You're going to be buying time on whether it's a network or a cable channel, and you have a very short period of time to convince you or me to check the product out or to buy now or to go into a store to to buy it. But also in today's world, you'll get what is called B-roll, which is what you don't put into the ad. It's sort of like the Scrapple for anyone listening in Philadelphia, which I love Scrapple. It's everything that doesn't go into the rest of the products you can then re-edit and use on YouTube or Vimeo or any other platform. So I think in today's world, you've got to be looking at everything that you do. There's really no scrap left unused. So it's really a multi-channel look. And frankly, most of these direct response ads or traditional television ads are now immediately put on YouTube and other video platforms simultaneously. So you have to have unique identifiers, right? To maximize the return, you can see where the ROI is. But I don't think it's just a one and done scenario anymore. Okay. So for us scrappy marketers, you got to stomach the 10K minimum buy-in to be able to create your media. On the flip side, you're going to be able to use that for some of your social media campaigns. You're going to launch the ads on YouTube. So you get multiple ways to drive utility. Once you've created your ads, you have your strategy, and now you have to go and get that flighted. What's the process for understanding where to flight your ads, what are the placements, how much media you're getting, and what to spend on a campaign? Well, the key to it is to to test. You have to have the mentality that you're going to go in and test. I don't like this fast-fail sort of methodology, but you want to be quick to success. So you have to have a couple of things in mind. Attribution. If you do run something on television or any of the other video platforms, for that matter, you have to have a way of tracking it. It could be through a tagging system that online allows you to see what kind of traffic or sales it's driving. It could be call center numbers with a unique 800 number. You have to have attribution sort of in mind. Secondly, and I'll talk about sort of traditionally how it worked and then what's happening today with new platforms from a buying standpoint, there are innumerable, very good, solid agencies who just purchased television, who have increasingly built up their chops in the digital world. So they will go out, usually do a small test buy. It could be $5,000 or $15,000 in a week. And depending upon the target market you're going after, if it's a millennial, it might be 
you know, one chosen space. If it's the senior market, it might be Buzzer, where they have, you know, Bonanza and Hogan's Heroes reruns. And you can buy ad time from... What's a Hogan's Hero? I'm just kidding. Great show, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Hallmark. You know, how many of these are still very effective? But you could buy time for anywhere from $800 in airing to 1000 If you go to, say, a Fox, it's going to be a lot more than that. But you can very quickly identify segments of the population, networks that are drawing a response for you. And then with your agency, or coming to my third point, there are a lot of new platforms that are emerging that are allowing marketers, individuals, and companies to literally buy time on their own accord. So much like you might buy Google Analytics and leverage the Google Analytics platform or buy uh, keywords on Google, that now is starting to move into the television world. So I think increasingly some firms will have their own internal media buying teams. Whether or not that's the right idea is a second point, but television is learning and is emerging to be more like a traditional web platform for advertisers. So you have to have your attribution set up before you launch your campaign. And I like the idea of not failing fast, but being quick to success. What's surprising to me about what you said was that the minimum buy-in to be able to test a campaign was $5,000. So where, hey, look, it's expensive to create your media, right? You got to spend 10 grand to run a test campaign that gives you enough of a signal to understand if a channel is working for you. You could spend five grand to have your first campaign run flighted and evaluated. So it's a little less than what I would have expected. I was waiting for you to say you have to spend $25,000 across multiple channels and multiple shows to understand what works. That's not your advice. No, it's not. In the old television world of these products, one in a thousand was a hit. So you'll see the outcome, but the number of folks that lined up to try to get the next Snuggie or the Sham Wow was a long line. So you had to be very adept at testing and moving on. And I think the same thing generally across all these new brands that are emerging that are trying TV. It's actually fairly cheap. If you look at it from the fact that if you have a hit, and a lot of it is based around the hits business. You can step on the gas with spend pretty quickly, unlike other channels. And I think it's far more effective than, say, buying and buying and buying on Facebook or some of the other social platforms. So television, once proven effective, can give you very quick scale, which I think is difficult on other channels. It's also immediate. So it's not like you and I are buying print ads. And it goes out on a Sunday and it might take a while for you to see what the results are. It's very immediate, which I also think is a positive. So I guess the last question I have for you today in terms of running a direct response campaign, you're going to create some media. Boy, you hope you do it right. That's why you're investing so much. You're going to put a couple thousand dollars into testing your targeting and the efficacy of your media. And if you see that it's a success, you can quickly scale up by buying broader media, expanding to multiple different markets, different channels, and you see that success relatively quickly. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. 
Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. What do you do when it's not a success? Well, that's a very good question. I guess you could drop it all together. But I think often if you're really solving a problem, trying to introduce a new brand or a new category, you can take a step back and look at the creative. I've learned over time that particularly in this commoditized world, building superior creative really goes a long way. But each of these markets today are incredibly competitive. You know, we've talked about the insurance world or I'm told, and I've seen different studies, there are 220 online mattress companies. So from Casper on down, the ones that we've really learned about have done a very effective job leveraging television as well as the web. So a rising tide lifts all boats. But there are all the others that you haven't really heard about or started to hear about, and then they sort of fell by the wayside, probably weren't successful. And at that point, you just have to decide whether or not it's worth the spend or you try a different distribution channel. So Television is really not the be-all and end-all for every kind of product or category. I think it's wonderful for consumer brands. But as you start moving more into whether it's nonprofits or even business-to-business kind of marketing, you really have to evaluate very, very differently. I guess the big question for me is if you're spending ten grand on your media and five grand on a test campaign, exclude the media cost, what do you get for the five grand? Like I know it's a certain amount of time, but do you think about the amount of reach? Is that you're gonna get a million eyeballs? Is that a hundred thousand eyeballs? Is it a thousand? And how do you evaluate whether that's enough impressions to be able to validate the channel's success? When you're in the direct response business, if I just look at that again specifically, most direct response execs don't even look at traditional advertiser my use, one of the big Ogilvy's of the world, which are keen on reach and frequency and all these other metrics that they might use. Direct response folks only care about whether or not the phone rang. So if you're airing to a thousand people, but a hundred of them call, that's wildly successful. And that's why looking up front at who you think you're targeting, choosing your network, and also your day part. So the time of day, when people you think you're targeting are watching, whether it's the East Coast or the West Coast, unlike a lot of digital advertising or even print, they call them day parts. All of that really matters. And you try to do your best before you launch and then evaluate probably on a weekly basis. You can't really make day-to-day decisions. It's not like day trading. It takes a while for the creative and the numbers to really start to come in before you'll see some patterns. And you might do really well late night or what they call the overnight. So it's usually, you know, from midnight to 6 a.m. 
and you just take a step back and you see what's working. So while it's immediate, you don't want to make necessarily immediate decisions. You want to see how these bake up. So what I would do if I were really looking and I had some budget to spend and I wanted to get a reasonable test period, you'd start with one or two creatives, 60 second, 120 seconds, so a minute or two minutes. And I would start with a fairly basic test budget of anywhere from, this is sort of bare bones, 15,000 up to maybe 25,000 over the course of the week. You have to evaluate what is it that I'm trying to get the listener or the person watching to do? Do I want them to go to my website or go into a store or call a call center? So you need, back to what I was saying earlier about attribution, what is the chosen path that you want to drive people down? And then expect to spend over the course of, say, a three-week test, a four-week test, anywhere from fifty up to $100,000. Now, that sounds like a lot of money, and it is. Depends what type of company you're running. If you're in an insurance company, it's not a lot. Oh, it's peanuts. Big companies, they're spending billions of dollars. But if you're a, say, a venture-backed company or even a small business that you know is maybe on a hit product, you really have to evaluate and then see what the impact, and this is really, really important. Like, What is the impact of your television spend on the rest of your organization? And are we collecting the data that we need to? Are we targeting the right kinds of customers? Because remember, I call this the bow tie. As you drive traffic in, whether it's through television or the web, somewhere you've got to capture the customer and the data that they represent. And then on the other side of the bow tie, you have retention and cross-selling and what's called lifetime value. So you don't want to spend too much trying to attract because you may not be able to keep these customers. All of these things you need to be thinking about before you just jump into this massive world called TV. And you have to be ready because for every ad you run, believe it or not, your customer service group will start to get more calls as well because it will prompt a lot of other thoughts around maybe your company or your product and remind people that, oh yeah, I was going to call XYZ company and I just saw one of their ads. So you really have to look at it holistically. And I think TV particularly, I mentioned that rising tide lifts all boats. And I think you really see that with TV. You don't have to spend tons of money, but the impact usually is quite strong. The last question I have for you today is where you're suggesting, you know, $25,000 to $50,000 budget as a test campaign. This is for a relatively scaled business and obviously that's going to impact not only your sales, hopefully, but your customer service and some of the operational parts of your, some of the operations of your company. Right. When I'm thinking about spending a certain amount, if I'm going to spend $25,000 on Facebook, I'm assuming that I'm going to be reaching over a million people. Do you have a sense of what the reach is or what you're getting for that $25,000 investment in terms of CPMs or you know some sort of parallel to digital marketing? It's really all over the lot. So I think, could you reach millions? Yes, you could. If you go on to some of the bigger networks, national networks of Fox or CBS or an NBC, if you can even get the time, certainly you can reach that number of people. But remember that there's a clear distinction between just building a brand and branded response and then direct response. Your ultimate measure is what kind of sales, when did it air and what kind of sales did it drive? Very, very rarely will folks in the direct response world talk about reach. It doesn't matter. You know that certain networks obviously have more viewers, and that matters, but do they have the right kind of viewers? That really is the ultimate test. So you have to change your mindset a little bit. 
Can you reach millions of people? Of course you can. And it will get you in front of probably with the spends that I just mentioned, you'd be on smaller, more cable nets that will give you much smaller audiences. So you're talking hundreds of thousands of people, but you're probably going to reach them two, three, maybe even four times a day in those chosen day parts. Again, remember, I mentioned the, the time of day to test out whether your creative and your product is resonating. Okay. Lots to think about in terms of running a campaign. At the end of the day, you have to, A, have an understanding of what you're doing. B, have to have the amount of budget. Sounds like you're spending five figures, middle five figures to be able to really run, to create the media and run an effective test campaign. And then you have to have the operational bandwidth to be able to handle the influx because you're going to be reaching a lot of people. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Ronald for joining us. If you'd like more of Ronald's tips for building an effective TV advertising strategy, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we discuss the tricks to running a direct response campaign on television. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Ronald, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send him a tweet. His handle is Ronald C. Pruitt Jr., R-O-N-A-L-D-C-P-R-U-E-T-T-J-R. Or you can visit his company's website, which is bostonassociates.com. A couple of links in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests, or you could subscribe to our weekly newsletter. If you're a subscriber to the show, thanks for being a member of our community. We'd love to hear from you. So we created benjshap.com slash question, where you can send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. And if you'd like to reach out to me on social media, my handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in our podcast feed, in addition to the rest of our conversation with Ronald Pruitt Jr., the managing partner at Boston Associates, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.